This is Charger Rundown, an update on all things Hillsdale College Athletics, with your host, Kat Torres. Welcome to Charger Rundown on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. My name's Kat Torres, and we're back for some exciting sports news in the new spring semester. Today's show is all about basketball, and later on you'll be hearing from junior Stedman Lowry on the men's team, and you'll also get a lesson from Sports Information Director Brad Monastere on three-point shots. Let's get started. Hillsdale Chargers basketball. Led by Stedman Lowry's nine three-point field goals, Hillsdale sent its biggest home crowd of the season home happy with a feel-good 80-62 win over Tiffin University at Don Tibbetts Potter Arena on Saturday afternoon. To say Lowry was on fire in the first half is an understatement. He went 7-for-7 from three-point territory in the first 20 minutes and the first time in school history that that has been done by a chartered men's basketball player in any half of play. His nine threes on the game were just shy of the record set by Tim Homan in 2007. He finished 9-for-12 on his three-point shots and his 31 points were the second most he'd scored in a game in his career, trailing only the 32 he scored against Northwood on January 5th. Lowry's master-level class on shooting was just one highlight of a spirited effort by the entire Hillsdale team. The Chargers led the Dragons, who have wins over Saginaw Valley State, Grand Valley State, and Michigan Tech this season, to 33% shooting from the field and 21% three-point shooting in the game. The Chargers also did man's work on the boards, out-rebounding Tiffin 43-35. Leading that effort inside was sophomore Nick Zarnowski, who followed up the best game of his career with another outstanding effort. Once again, providing inside scoring and power off the bench, Zarnowski finished with 13 points and 9 rebounds in 19 minutes for the Chargers. Hillsdale shot 47% from the field and piled up a season-high 10 blocked shots. The chief eraser on the Hillsdale side was senior Nick Archer, who grabbed 11 rebounds and blocked a career-high 4 shots to bolster the Hillsdale's defense. Zarnowski and senior Rhett Smith each blocked a pair of shots in the win. Up next, Hillsdale travels to Lake Erie College to face the Storm Thursday night at 7.30. On the women's side, playing one of its most balanced and efficient games of the season, the Charger women's basketball team got back on a winning track Saturday afternoon. Five players scored in double figures as Hillsdale rolled to a 69-51 win over Tiffin University before its biggest crowd of the season at Don Tibbetts Ponder Arena. The win gives Hillsdale its 11th victory of the season, exceeding its total from all of last year. The Chargers are now 11-8 overall and 5-7 in the GLIAC. Tiffin led by 8 points early in the first quarter, but Hillsdale battled back to tie the game at 17 after the first 10 minutes. The second and third quarters were dominated by the Chargers, who outscored the Dragons 38-17 to blow the game open. Hillsdale's defense and rebounding were key in that time frame, as the team forced Tiffin into tough shots and allowed few offensive rebounds. The Chargers held the Dragons to 12% shooting in the second quarter and 22% shooting in the third. Hillsdale out-rebounded Tiffin 50-34 in the entire game. A standout in the win was junior forward Jess Degree, who recorded her first career double-double. She finished with 11 points and 10 rebounds in 19 minutes off the bench and played aggressively at both ends of the court. She used a quick first step to drive hard to the basket time and time again. Sophomore guard Allie DeWire stuffed the stat sheet like few have in recent years for the Chargers. Despite sitting out the entire second quarter, she racked up 13 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, and 3 steals in her finest all-around performance. Senior guard Morgan Blair scored 11 of her 13 points in the first half and shot 6 for 11 from the floor. Sophomore forward McKenna Ott buried 3 
three-point shots to finish with 11 points while junior center Allie Dittmer had 14 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, and 2 block shots in yet another outstanding performance for the Chargers. Hillsdale outscored Tiffin 38-14 on points in the paint, a testament to its patience in running its offense. Up next, Hillsdale plays at Lake Erie College at 5.30 p.m. on Thursday. I had a chance to catch up with junior Stedman Lowry of the men's basketball team after his phenomenal performance on Saturday and learn about his approach to the game. I mean, it's definitely tough, um, but we can't just sit back and, you know, be upset about a loss, especially when in the GLIAC you got a tough game every single every single game. So you just got to be ready for the next game and you got to take what you can from losses and uh, just move on to the next one. I mean, we're on the outside looking in on the tournament right now, but and we're still only a few games back, and we get to play all the teams that we'd have to jump over. And the way it's going, everybody's really beating anybody, so anything can happen. Uh, so we just gotta, we can't, uh, we can't be complacent. We just gotta keep playing and move on to the next game, and um, hopefully we can string a couple in a row and not. I mean, it is tough with the, how um, roller coaster, like you said, it's hard to get in a rhythm when we win one and lose one. But hopefully, if we can win a couple in a row, then we can make a run here for the end of the season. What kind of like? qualities like leadership qualities have you had to utilize to help you, you guys stay focused and on track uh, I think the biggest one probably is just gotta stay positive because I mean uh, the older guys and captains if we are you know really down and frustrated like any day in practice or game that just kind of rubs off on everybody especially younger guys so we just gotta keep working and stay positive and that rubs off on everybody do you feel like this scenario is a new one that you haven't really like navigated through before? So this kind of this year has been kind of a navigating year, or do you feel like this is something that you can handle and that you've experienced before? Uh, I say it's a little bit of both. Um, I remember my red shirt freshman year; we were really close on the outside. We had to win our last game, and we needed somebody to lose for us to get in the tournament. They ended up winning, so we didn't make it. Um, so it's about the same in that sense. You know, we just on the outside looking in, we got to be strong here at the end of the season. But it's also new in the sense that, you know, we lose guys like Coop and Zach from last year, really experienced leaders, and it's a whole new team. We got a bunch of young guys that play um, some big minutes. So I'd say it's a little bit of both. Who on this team has been standing out to you lately, whether it be off the court with their positivity or on the court with their leadership or anything like that? Uh, I'd say a couple guys stand out. Um, first, Noah and the Greeks um, don't play a lot of minutes, but I always hear them over on the bench. They're so loud and positive, and it gets everybody going. And when our bench is going, that helps us playing a lot too. Um, and playing-wise, uh, Nick Zarnowski has been playing really well. He's been really efficient. He played like 19 minutes, had 13 points and nine rebounds, big tip dunk in the second half. Um, his minutes have been huge for us, just being able to come in and give some of our older bigs a rest. And um, he's been finishing around the rim and rebounding, which is so big for us. So going forward, what sort of um, short-term goals do you have for yourself personally and then for your team? Um, for the team, definitely our first goal right now is we just get in the tournament. Um, you know, we know that we can beat anybody in the league. We've gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with most teams. Um, I mean, we beat Finley, who's leading um, right now. And we so we know if we get in the tournament, we can make a run. Um, personally, probably just be a better leader, be more positive, because when I'm not hitting shots and I'm being down on myself or negative, that obviously rubs off on the young guys who are 
pretty impressionable. So just keep being positive and be a better leader. Well, thank you so much. Best of luck going forward. Thank you. Always a pleasure. That was Sedman Lowry of the Charger basketball team about how he wants to become an even better leader on the court. Speaking of Sedman, his stellar performance this past weekend shooting nine three-pointers led me to learn a little more about the shot from Sports Information Director Brad Monastere. In the college game, the three-pointer was introduced, I believe, in 1987 or 88, somewhere in that time frame. It got introduced in the NBA in 1979. And it just basically, it's a risk-reward thing where the farther out the shot attempt is you get a greater reward and the arc I, it, I think it's changed length once in the history of college basketball they pushed it out a little bit further a few years ago um, and it's become a bigger and bigger part of the game where compared to like 10-15 years ago where much more of teams offenses are designed around three-pointers because when teams use things like advanced metrics and analytics they look at a stat called points per possession and you come up empty on so many possessions that the ones where you get three points instead of two become worth that much more so there's been a greater emphasis on not only recruiting guys who can make three-point shots but designing an offense to enhance uh, that weapon in a team's arsenal so how does the Charger basketball team, the men's one in particular, with guys like Stedman, how are they utilizing this to their advantage, and how do they um, take someone like Stedman and position him in a way that's going to be beneficial for them? Well, in Coach John Tharp's system, all five players on the floor uh, in many, many cases are very comfortable shooting three-pointers, and that's not usually typical with your big men. But with our starting five, with uh, Nick Archer and Rhett Smith on the inside, those two guys are very comfortable stepping out and shooting threes. Just a few weeks ago, Nick Archer was actually the GLIAC leader in three-point percentage, which anyone who kind of knows the team and knows the game finds almost kind of humorous because he's six foot eight guy who you wouldn't think would float out to shoot threes, but he has an excellent touch from the perimeter. And with Stedman, you're looking at someone who's just a pure shooter. So what you want to try to do is to base your offensive scheme in such a way that it frees him up to get three-pointers. Now, Stedman's range is well beyond the NBA three-point line, which Saturday we saw he hit several shots from a good two, three, four feet back of the college three-point line. And he's so comfortable with it, and he's such a rhythm shooter. And when he made his first one, which he made his very first shot Saturday, I kind of thought, okay, now he's off and rolling. And he made his first seven in a row, which that's never happened in school history for somebody to make seven consecutive threes in one half. That just is, I can't tell you how incredibly rare that is. And what, so what the, uh, the, his teammates were doing was really setting screens and positioning themselves to give him the most space in which to operate, and Stedman took full advantage of it. This is Radio Free Hillsdale on 101.7 FM. My name's Kat Torres for Charger Rundown, and I'm here with Sports Information Director Brad Monaster, and we're talking about three-point shots in basketball. So, Brad, with, given your time here, have you seen a team that has the, the variety of players that are comfortable shooting three-point shots? Well, again, under Coach Tharp's system, I think he recruits players who have that versatility on, on offense. Um, going back to some of our best teams in past years, we had a guy like Nick Washburn, who's six foot ten, you know, real big center. He could step out and, and knock that jumper down. Uh, in, in more recent years, the people remember Cal Cooper and just what an extraordinary player he was 
he was a 48% shooter from three-point range, which for a guy six foot seven at our level is it makes him basically unguardable. Um, the first All-American we had under Coach Tharp, a guy named Brad Ganane, graduated in 2012. Again, six foot six, kind of a forward, but could step out and just easily, comfortably could knock shots down. Um, our single game three-point record was set during Coach Tharp's first year with a guy named Tim Holman, who was just a very athletic small forward, could kind of drive and dunk and do all that, but he just had a, a, a very compact uh, shooting motion, and he made 10 threes in a game against Saginaw Valley. Now, Stedman made nine on Saturday, and we were all really rooting for him to get the 10th. And uh, But what Stedman did, so, which was so smart and has seen such a maturity in his game, he didn't force things. He didn't kind of say, I'm just going to keep gunning until one of them goes down. His shots were made in the natural flow of the offense, which as a coach, that's got to please you the most, that you don't see a player kind of going rogue and trying to get his own. Stedman played a very unselfish game, you know, looking to pass and looking to probe the defense for weaknesses. But when it came to him and he had some space, he was taking the shot and he was making it. So this this talent in a player um, is something that's consistent with all team, all college teams, are they looking to have players like this, or is it just something that our, like you said, our system really um, targets in their recruits? Well, I think you always want players who can shoot. That's true with any team anywhere at any level. And then it just becomes how many players can you assemble on your team that can shoot, but also don't leave you weak in other areas. You don't want to have five guys who are just guards out there who are just taking shots because then you get taken advantage of inside on the other end of the floor. You really want someone who can kind of minimize their weaknesses both individually and as a team while maximizing the shooting strengths. And with a team like ours, we have guys like Nate Nevue can knock down shots. Dylan Lowry, very comfortable shooting from long range. Mike Travloss is a guy I think down the road people are going to really enjoy watching the way he can bury shots. So we – Hillsdale in particular has the kind of team that, and in the offense that we run, our motion offense, tries to free people up for as many different guys to take as many shots from as many parts on the floor at any time as is possible. So Coach Tharp really is looking to recoup players who are comfortable shooting from anywhere but also have the size to defend on the inside and defend other teams' big men. Um, and it's something, obviously, it's been very, very successful. This is Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. My name's Kat Torres for Charger Rundown, and I'm here with Sports Information Director Brad Monaster, and we're talking basketball. So is it too bold to say that if you have a good number of three-point shooters on your team that, that are consistent, that you have a good chance of winning the games? Well, you just hope they're not all off on the same day. What it does, it makes you a difficult team to guard because you can't just run guys and double-team any one player in any one possession because one quick pass, someone's going to be open. The best way to beat a double-team uh, from the defense is to make the pass to an open guy on offense. Passes can always negate double-teams if, if the guy is positioned in the right place and the guy making the pass makes the intelligent play, and he reads the court, sees where the opening is, and fires the ball over there. Uh, Dylan Lowry, in particular, uh, is very, very crafty at being able to look up and find guys, uh, especially in transition. Uh, our new addition, uh, Harrison Nego, is also excellent at that, where in transition he can kind of catch the ball, look up, immediately see 
where our shooters are floating to. Uh, I think Stedman's second or third three that he made on Saturday was exactly on that kind of play where we got the rebound, we're headed down an offense, Stead ran up the floor and then to the side, creating some space, but behind the three-point line, his teammates knew he was hot, they're looking for him, made the pass, and Stead's shot hit nothing but nets. So I think that the more shooters you can have, the more attention the defense has to pay and the respect they have to pay to each guy who sets themselves up on the perimeter, which then can open up some things on the inside too. So having great shooters is really one of the first ingredients that a coach is looking for in terms of running a balanced and effective offense. Well, thank you for the lesson, Brad. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Kat. That's all we have for you this week. Thanks so much for listening to Charger Rundown. My name's Kat Torres. We'll catch up next week for all things that have to do with Charger sports. Until then, go Chargers! Charger Rundown with Kat Torres will return next week right here on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM.